the first day of the month. New things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Isaiah 42, verse 9. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 2. On the first day of each month, we look ahead, recalling the many opportunities God gives us to start afresh and to begin new ventures in discipleship. Jesus told his followers to take up the cross daily. Contrary to common belief, the cross is not some burden or challenge in life that we cannot escape or simply must endure, such as chronic disease or being unable to find work. Rather, the cross is something we can evade, but we nevertheless take it up willingly, even amid misgivings. In Gethsemane, Jesus reluctantly yet willingly accepted the cross that was presented to him. Thus, he defined his own instruction and set the pattern for discipleship. As a new month begins, ask yourself, am I willing, indeed eager, to see God at work in new ways in my life? Will I work to identify God's newness, particularly when it does not seem evident to me? Am I determined to trust in God's ways, even if I am apprehensive about what they hold in store? Will I seek in all things to give thanks to God? Opening Prayer In the beginning, O Lord, you created heaven and earth. You have promised to bring forth a new heaven and a new earth. Grant, therefore, to all of your people a firm conviction of your goodness and a zeal to participate fully in whatever you intend for us, that we may be effective witnesses to the world in both word and deed, a people who steadfastly proclaim your love through Christ our risen Savior. Amen. Psalm 8 God, brilliant Lord, yours is a household name. Nursing infants gurgle choruses about you. Toddlers shout the songs that drown out enemy talk and silence atheist babble. I look up at your maker of skies, dark and enormous, your handmade sky jewelry, moon and stars mounted in their settings. Then I look at my micro self and wonder, why do you bother with us? Why take a second look our way? Yet we've so narrowly missed being gods, bright with Eden's dawn light. You put us in charge of your handcrafted world, repeated to us your Genesis charge, made us lords of sheep and cattle, even animals out in the wild, birds flying and fish swimming, whales singing in the ocean deeps. God, brilliant Lord, your name echoes around the world. From the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 25 through 36. Then they sat down to eat a meal, and as they raised their eyes and looked, behold, a caravan of Ishmaelites were coming from Gilead, with their camels bearing aromatic gum and balm and myrrh on their way to bring them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brother, What profit is it for us to kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. Then some Midianite traders passed by, so they pulled him up and lifted Joseph out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty shekels of silver. Thus they brought Joseph into Egypt. Now Reuben returned to the pit, and behold, Joseph was not of the pit, so he tore his garments. 
He returned to his brothers and said, The boy is not there. As for me, where am I to go? So they took Joseph's tunic and slaughtered a male goat and dipped the tunic in the blood. And they sent the very colored tunic and brought it to their father and said, We found this. Please examine it to see whether it's your son's tunic or not. Then he examined it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. So Jacob tore his clothes and put sackcloth on his loins and mourned for his son many days. Then all his sons and his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, Surely I will go down to Shoal in mourning for my son. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, Pharaoh's officer, the captain of the bodyguard. From 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing by, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. From the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 29 through 45. And immediately after they came out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever, and immediately they spoke to Jesus about her. And he came to her and raised her up, taking her by the hand, and the fever left her, and she waited on them. When evening came after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were ill and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city had gathered at the door. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he was not permitting the demons to speak because they knew who he was. In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. Simon and his companions searched for him. They found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. He said to them, Let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby, so that I may preach there also, for that is what I came for. And he went into their synagogues throughout all Galilee, preaching and casting out the demons. And a leper came to Jesus, beseeching him and falling on his knees before him and saying, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And 
Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he sternly warned him, and immediately sent him away. And he said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the news around to such an extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city, but stayed out in unpopulated areas, and they were coming to him from everywhere. This is the reading of the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Wednesday's Prayer In the middle of this week, good Lord, assure me again of your presence in the midst of life. Renew my strength and determination to do your will on earth, even as it is done in heaven. Save me from self-contentment, from a vision that is too narrow. Enable me to reach beyond my parish into my community, beyond my community into every corner of your anguished world. Help me to see even beyond this world into the vast expanse of your universe, created as a sign of your extraordinary love and of your enduring power. This I ask through Christ, through whom all things were made, in whom all things hold together. Amen. Prayer for the Season of Lent by Joseph Newton O merciful Father, in compassion for your sinful children, you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the Savior of the world. Grant us grace to feel and to lament our share of the evil that made it necessary for him to suffer and to die for our salvation. Help us by self-denial, prayer, and meditation to prepare our hearts for deep repentance and a better life, and give us a true longing to be free from sin through the deliverance won by Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. A prayer entitled The Twenty Dollar Bill by Mikhail Kuist. Lord, see this bill? It frightens me. You know its secrets. You know its history. How heavy it is. It scares me, for it cannot speak. It will never tell all its hides and its creases. It will never reveal all the struggles and efforts it represents, all the disillusionment and slighted dignity. It is strained with sweat and blood. It is laden with all the weight of the human toil which makes its worth. It is heavy, heavy, Lord. It fills me with awe. It frightens me, for it has death on its conscience. All the poor fellows who killed themselves for it, to possess it for a few hours, to have through it a little pleasure, a little joy, a little life? Through how many hands has it passed, Lord? And was it done in the corner of its long, silent journeys? It has offered white roses to the radiant fiancé. It has paid for the baptismal party and fed the rosy-cheeked baby. It has provided bread for the family table. Because of it, there is laughing among you, the young, and joy among the elders. It has paid for the saving visit of the doctor, It has bought the book that taught the youngster. It has clothed the young girl. But it has sent the letter breaking the engagement. It has paid for the death of the baby in its mother's womb. It has bought the liquor that made the drunkard. It has produced the movie Unfit for Children and has recorded the indecent song. It has broken the morals of the adolescent and made of the adult a thief. It has bought for a few hours the body of a woman. 
It is paid for the weapon of the crime, for the wood of the coffin. O Lord, I offer you this bill with its joyous mysteries, its sorrowful mysteries. I thank you for all the life and joy it has given. I ask your forgiveness for the harm it has done. But above all, Lord, I offer it to you as a symbol of all the labors of men, indestructible money, which tomorrow will be changed into your eternal life. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Current Ecumenical Text Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Receive this dismissal by Glenn Rainsley. Serve your God with patience and passion. Be deliberate in enacting your faith. Be steadfast in celebrating the Spirit's power. And may peace be your way in the world. Amen.